I think I probably liked it the most out of the three of us, which is mm-hmm. weird. Mm, I don't think it's that weird because I feel like Jun Ho became your everything. <laughs> Anyang SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. Just talk about the elephant in the room and get it done with. What's the elephant in the room? <laughs> the, the naked doll that I yeah, said don't oh, talk about. <laughs> yeah, I want you to talk about the naked doll. Just I just I, get it. You've got thirty seconds. No, to you're talk a writer. You can describe it. <laughs> I now now I feel put on the spot. Like whatever. I have a naked doll. So what? Amy Amy got mail I today. Got, okay, no, I got it yesterday. Actually, um, so uh, the rose has plushies. And they are all wearing like animal onesies, but they don't come in their onesies. They come naked. And we didn't know this. And so I've got Woosung in my hands right now. And you, I mean, you see all Woosung's tattoos and his Ken doll midsection, nether region. Uh huh. <laughs> and then there's also a Hajun too. So just so you know, the Rose is a four person um, Korean band. And I just saw them in concert in Denver. Uh, Leah saw them in California. I saw them also over the summer in Chicago. They're fantastic. Um, they This is their first um, album since all coming back from the military, and they are crushing it. Um, they charted on Billboard. It's really, really exciting. And they just announced plushies, and they sold out really fast. So we only have two of the four so far. The other two are coming in the spring, but they come naked. So that's just, that's all there is. They come naked. Okay. And I love them. I think they're I really love cute. them too. I love that. I love that they're, you know, the the tattoos are anatomically correct. Yes. No other other things are are not but- <laughs> anatomically correct, but yeah. But the um the tattoos are really really cool. I would love it if ATs um did something like that. I would buy them immediately. Yeah, they don't have a- tattoos, but we're in like the very very end of November right now and today is the day that Spotify does its unwrapped where it like shows you what you've listened to and yeah. I was really I was honestly surprised that The Rose made it to my top 5. Like, I listened to them a lot. I don't know why I was surprised, but I still was surprised to see them in my top five. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of all that you listen to, though, would like, I feel like it, it has to pick five, right? So you think there's somebody you listen to more? Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm not arguing it. I'm just saying, like, clearly, I listen to the Rose quite a lot. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I just was like, I'm always surprised to see what's in my top five. Like, my top song of the year that I've listened to more than anything else, I was surprised. It was Hegum on D-Day, which, again, I listened to August D from BTS quite a lot. However, I was still surprised Hegem was my song of the year. <laughs> and my top song was Back to Me by The Rose, which is not at all a surprise because it is my favorite song. Um, but what I really thought was funny was my top five artists are four out of five are Korean and then Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, mine was the same except I had Halsey. Yeah. Um, so my top song was fireworks by ATs, which i'm not really sure see i i do random like playlists and so sometimes it just is like whatever spotify decides to play the most on my playlist does that make mm-hmm. sense so i'm like i don't know if that was really like my top song it just is like i don't i will say i don't listen to music maybe as i, I use spotify a lot for podcasts i like, do that too. is mm. that's my yeah so I think Spotify is like, let's just get to the podcast you listen to because that's that's going to be. Does like, it put podcasts on your wrapped though? Because they didn't put podcasts on mine. 
Um, yeah, because we have people who will tag us. Yeah. Um, about their their podcasts, but I don't know if mine. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look through it. Mine didn't. I actually laugh, so I do not listen to any podcasts on Spotify. I oh. listen to them on the um on the Apple uh, whatever oh, okay. podcast. Right. But what's funny is it gave me this thing, and I was like, "Oh, you tried one podcast, and it was our podcast, <laughs> and, you, and it said you listened to it for twenty three minutes." <laughs> In the entire year, I listened to the Afternoon <laughs> Delight podcast. Spotify's like, I guess that's a dud. <laughs> <laughs> I just was surprised it like reported it back to me. I was that's like, oh. so funny. I do re-listen to our podcast. Like so a lot of times, I'll listen. I do listen to the full thing. I don't know why, because like I'm, I was there. I don't I ever think... listen to our podcast. Really? No. <gasps> I almost always replay our podcast. I don't Especially know if I'm like... there. If it's an episode that I'm not at, sometimes I will listen. But if I'm oh, there, no. I don't. And I, and I laugh along with us again. I'm such a, like, I'm I do. Such a I do occasionally. I have one going right now. I was listening to one recent. Uh, like I've got one in the car that I've been listening to a little bit, but I only do it on the Apple Store. Never, never clearly on Spotify. <laughs> I listen to true crime series. So if there's a series, um, like I think one of the top podcasts right now is Scamanda. I listen to Scamanda. Like, oh my god, like a long time ago, <laughs> like last year. Like I love. I love uh, series, like series, true crime and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, I don't know what to segue. Do you like to experience tragedy as entertainment? I mean, oh. I mean, <laughs> she does. Actually, if there was a uh, if there was a podcast series on the true life inspiration to the drama that we're talking about today, hands down, I would watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. or listen to I it. Too. Yeah, yeah. I would not. <laughs> oh. I would not. <laughs> About the actual historical event? Nope. Oh, interesting. Well, it's not that think? I don't want to know about it. I don't want to listen to a podcast series on any. I, I, I honestly, I, 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 I don't, don't know what like, my deal is. Yeah, I would for something like this because true crime generally i'm a no like occasionally i'll get stuck into something and then i go like all in but generally it's a no but something like this it feels like often like what this is based on feels very much in keeping with like if a plane crashes or something and it's just interesting to see how many little things have to go wrong to make like the big thing happen right Mm -hmm. oh i do think it's interesting for sure i just don't, it's not your entertainment. I don't seek out tragedy for entertainment. And I'm not saying you seek out tragedy, but it's I, I usually want to escape when I'm totally get you know, it. going for totally entertainment. Get it. All right. Well, should we jump in? Let's, do, Let's it. do it. I'm very excited to talk about this drama, which just before we get into it, this is a much requested drama from our listeners, our Patreon, from like almost the inception of our podcast. Yeah, I feel like it's tapered off over time because now there's new ones that have replaced True. it. But I felt like this was like a very for a long time. We've been promising to do this one for a long time, for, and so I'm glad that we like, did. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Well, I can jump in, and then we can just take turns, kind sure. of reading yeah. through the blurb. Let's, okay, let's do it. So here is the premise of the drama we're talking about today, which is called "Rain or Shine" or "Just Between Lovers," and we'll get into the titles in a little bit. So. In the wake of a devastating building collapse, the lives of three young individuals become forever entangled, bound by a tragic event that claimed the lives of their loved ones. A decade ago, the S Mall crumbled due to shoddy construction, resulting in the loss of 48 lives. 
Haunted by the memories of that fateful day, Hamun Su, played by Won Jin Ah, mourns the loss of her younger sister, while Yi Kong Du, played by Yi <laughs> Jun Ho, <laughs> anxiously awaited his father, an electrician working within the ill-fated structure. Then we have Saju Wan, played by Yi Ki Wu, assisting his father, the chief engineer, who miraculously survived. Yet their lives are forever marked by the profound absence of those dearest to them. Now, years later, Ju Wan, an architect, leads a project aimed at replacing the S-Mall. With her sharp eye for detail and commitment to sound construction, Moon Su becomes an invaluable asset to Ju Wan's venture. Meanwhile, Kong Du grapples with life's challenges through odd jobs, eventually finding himself at the heart of the new construction site. As they confront the shadows of their shared past, Moon Su, Kong Du, and Ju Wan must navigate the intricate tapestry of pain and resilience that weaves through their lives. Just Between Lovers, 2017 and 2018, directed by Kim, Kim Jin Wan, uh, Time Called You, My Country, The New Age, unfolds a poignant South Korean television drama that delves into the enduring impact of tragedy and the paths towards healing for those forever changed by a single catastrophic event. The credited writer, Yubo Ra, has very little credited to her name, but has a thriller, Hyde, coming out in 2024 with director Kim Dong-hui of The Tale of Nokdu and Fight for My Way fame. Right, yeah. So the premise behind the drama as we were alluding to at the opening, uh, the shopping mall collapse is not strictly fictional. So in 1995, the Sampung department store in Seoul collapsed, killing hundreds of people. If you look at images of the collapse, you'll see similarities between them and the way the collapse happens at the S mall in the drama. So massive structural failure attributed to greed and negligence um, costs the lives of many in both cases. And so while this drama is only loosely based on the actual collapse, the premise is very close to home. Many people who are alive today live with the memory of seeing it coming down, having actually even survived the collapse or potentially losing loved ones. Um, and again, like we said, this drama has come up time and time again in our Patreon and we promised we'd cover it. So here we are. So what is one word that describes this drama? Morose. <laughs> My screen name today, did you see what it is? Eeyore. <laughs> okay. So for me, I'm going to say Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this isn't even a word, but I'm making up a word. I'm going to say heartwhelming. Hmm. It's like okay. it whelmed my heart. And that's all like it just did. So I made I up like a word. That. I like heartwhelming. It's better than rockage. <laughs> so how would you blurb this drama to listeners? <laughs> it's going to come across that I didn't like this drama and I did like it, but it was very emotionally taxing for me. So my blurb is my mister with romance. That's fair. Um I would just say, I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> look, to sell this drama, it's it's Lee Jun Ho. So For if sure. I'm going to tell people to watch this, I'm going to say it's Lee Jun Ho being the absolute like best boyfriend. Like I'm like that's with a lot of trauma. 
And I'm going to say how you, it's an examination of how you find a way to heal and move on uh, through survivor's guilt. I mean, uh, the whole drama is basically about survivors. It, it is. It is. It is. Oh, gosh. Okay. So what is a book or movie that deals with a tragedy that happened in living memory well? So I have a couple. Like, we were talking right before we started, or was it already on the pod? I don't even remember now. I'm so brain dead. Um, I don't usually seek out tragic nonfiction, um, but there are some that I, I have uh, experienced over the years that, um, that really stuck with me. And, um, the first that came to mind was Steven Spielberg's adaptation of Schindler's List, uh, which was a book by Thomas Keneally. And if you haven't read it, haven't seen it, it's a fictional account of the real Oscar Schindler, who was a German businessman that saved more Jews from the gas chamber than any other like single human during World War II. Um, and that's, you know, that's, uh, I mean, anything that you are going to watch or read about the Holocaust is going to be rough to read, right, or, or to experience. But to see something like that, which showed that there was hope for some, you know, during that time, it was really powerful. And it was, I thought it was really well done. I only saw that. It's one of those things. I only saw the movie once and I won't watch it again, but I'm glad that I saw it. Um, another book is Columbine by Dave Cullen. So when I was a high school English teacher um, at the school that turned me into a writer, so I'll give credit to Fremd High School, um, because of this event that we have every year called Writer's Week, which is, you know, watching my students get up and write got me to get up and write. Um, but we bring in authors from you know, all over the country who present and stuff like that. And we had Dave Cullen, like, soon after Columbine came out. And if you don't know the book Columbine, um, it is basically a journalistic account of the Columbine um, massacre uh, at Columbine High School in um, Colorado. And um, he took 10 years to write this book. Like, that's how much research he, that went into it. And it is... Um, you know, you talk about like survivor's guilt and stuff like that. It is not only uh, a deep look inside um, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who were the perpetrators of the massacre and what kind of led up to that, but also talking to the survivors um, and their account of it and, and how they were coping or not afterwards. Um, and this was at a time where I was a teacher, where I was doing lockdown drills, you know, uh, every year at the beginning of school and teaching students how to do that um, and throughout the school year. And um, a lot of that stemmed from, you know, this event. Um, and so it's stuff like that, that again, I don't seek out for entertainment, but I think is important to experience um, because it has shaped our, the way that our school system works, which is kind of awful, but true. Mm-hmm. So those are the two that came to my mind. Uh, I could have thrown in there Titanic, <laughs> a movie that I saw five times and hated by the fifth time. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched it so many times, too. What do you mean by living memory? Um, I meant by the fact that, like, watching this drama, like, it's it's not, like, uh, 
Civil War biopic right. or, you know, it's like about because it's I think it hits differently when you're talking about a historical event that's seeped in tragedy and the people who were probably involved in that event are still around, are still alive. Right. OK. I mean, I would say that, I mean, this is a K-drama, but I would, all of us are dead was one of those for me. Yeah. Which I, I know that, again, it was a zombie movie, but it was a based on the seawall fairy or not based on but it had a lot of parallels to the seawall fairy tragedy and um i was i mean that all of us are dead is still in my top five and it Mm -hmm. was very much because i did a lot of research on the fairy disaster or i had known about it before the drama um and then I watched the drama and then I read about it and then I read about the mm-hmm. parallels. And I think that that is one of the reasons that that drama has stuck with me for so long um, is just because, uh, you know, and I, you know, I'm not from Korea. I, I didn't experience the tragedy, but it's like the empath in me that I just it just that that really affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with one that I read, um, which is a fictionalization of an actual event, which is extremely loud and incredibly close by Jonathan Saffron Fowler. And this is a book that kind of talks about um, the main character is Oscar, a nine year old boy whose father Thomas dies in the um, World Trade Center uh, terrorist attacks on September 11th. And this is, I think, the only fictionalized content I've ever like experienced about the trade center. Like, I don't think I've watched any of like the movies about it. And I, I, and this book I read that was like a fictionalized account is the only one I've, I've picked up about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in it, the little boy, he has like a lot of insomnia and panic attacks um, after the event. And eventually one day he goes into his father's closet and he finds a key inside of a small envelope uh, when he breaks a vase and he sets out on like a mystery to try to figure out what is the what is the lock that this key belonged to. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the story of the um it kind of follows his journey through New York. And then also ties into some of his family's history as well and there's like kind of like a parallel story about generations from before. But and this is this isn't really a spoiler but I found it very striking. Uh it is kind of a spoiler, I guess. So if you don't want to know anything about the end flip forward but this isn't actually written in words at the very end of the book it's um like a flip style animation of the photograph of the falling man which is uh one of the famous photos which was the man falling from the twin towers and when you get to the end of the book and you do like a flip almost like an animation flip it's the image of the falling man but it goes back it's an ascension and that's the end of the book oh wow so Yeah. And I think I I asked the question mostly because I feel like it also comes with like a certain level of responsibility, I think, to document fictionally an event, a tragic event where the survivors and those impacted are still around you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a good question. I was just like, wait, what's living memory? Like, can I talk about Gladiator? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. Good try. (laughs) Thank you, but no. So, okay, this is one thing that throws me a lot, is this drama goes by two names. Rain or Shine, which was the, like, English, English, (laughs) the English title of the drama. And then Just Between Lovers, which is a translation of the Korean title. Um, 
So I want to talk a little bit about what you prefer, but I also just wanted to also say something that I found interesting because we're going to be talking about Jin Ho a lot in this and his thoughts in the drama. But he shared something I thought was interesting, which is the drama's Korean title is Just Between Lovers. And he liked the word just in the title because he says, my character often says the word just and I understand him. It's just life. We just live. There aren't any other reasons. So he liked the just and the just between lovers. But yeah, which one do you prefer? So I I thought his interpretation was interesting, but to me it sounded a little a little bit kind of existential, like there's no reason it just happens, you know, kind of thing. Um, and that made it a little bit more depressing for me, but I still like that title and I like the just in a little bit of a different way. Um like, I think both kind of fit for different reasons, but I like Just Between Lovers better um, because even though we get to experience a fictional account of this, you know, of what was a very real tragedy, we will never truly understand that impact. Like, that kind of understanding exists just or only between those who survived it or those who lost somebody in the tragedy. So that's where the just kind of fit for me is that it really only is truly understood just by those people, but we get a kind of peek into it. Um, I kind of don't really like either title. I got to be honest with you. Both of them sound like kind of generic, like rom-com and like, I love rom-com. So this isn't, I'm saying they sound like just kind of generic titles and for like a drama, which to me was really impactful and meant so much um i mean i like rain or shine based on how much it like rained during this drama and there's like things that happen in the rain um it's also the name of the ice cream place yeah that's yeah (laughs) it's the name of the ice cream shop yeah but it's like i don't know and then um just between lovers i think i would like it better but i don't like the word lover but that's just like a personal thing Mm. No so lover you, for you. Your your husband's no, not your lover. Ew. <laughs> you don't like the word lover? I like No. Lover. I hate the word lover. I like I like I like it. How? I like it less than moist. Really? Yeah. How about moist just... lo- moist lovers? <laughs> moist. All right. Well, look, this is going to be a good one because we have we have <laughs> brackets. So, I like rain or shine. I like rain or shine because it is the name of the ice cream shop where the um the two protagonists are when the mole collapse happens. And I also just like, I thought there was a lot of callbacks to the ice cream shop, which I, I thought the ice cream shop was a perfect setting to have as like the before, like the inciting incident, because mm-hmm. it's just a happy, you're not going to be sad getting your ice cream. Like, right. You know, we had like the potential of some first love. We've got like, you know, putting on some lipstick and feeling cute as a teenager. It's just, I like the rain or shine. And then, Overall, just in the drama, I thought it felt it fit. I like the title "Rain or Shine." I'm going to stand by it. Okay, I am. I just need to say. I mean, I am obsessed with that like first meeting between them when they're teenagers at the ice cream. When shop. he's like when looking he sees through her the through the window, window. When he he sees her through the window. She doesn't say see she him. Thinks she's it's a putting. Mirror. Yeah, she thinks it's a mirror. Yeah. She's putting on the lipstick, and then the the mall essentially like starts to like it's going to collapse and the glass breaks and the glass just falls down and they're both staring at each other. Yeah. I and love, it's like, the, it's, it's like the powerful. moment it's so powerful. It's like the moment before their lives are going to change for, like forever. And that mm. they're going to, 
then experience this tragedy together. I mean, just everything about that scene was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think so well done, so well written, so well shot. And kudos to like those younger actors that had to do that role. They did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, the boy, like, what is his name? The young one. Um, That actor, like, I've seen him, who played the young Kong Du, I've seen him in other stuff before. He's fantastic. Didn't he play the young, didn't he play the... He played young someone else. Young good boy? Yes. He played Mm. young good boy, didn't he? I think. Let me see. Try and find him. I think he did. But anyway, I love that scene. You know what? And I just need to confess, I did not know that was the name of the ice cream shop. I think it's actually Rainy Shine in the drama, but it, I mean, it's close enough. Oh, oh my gosh. He's, he's, <laughs> he is young Min Hyuk in The Sound of Magic. No. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, um, and God. he is, yeah, he is, uh, he is Han Ji Pyong in Startup. Okay. So he's when like Min Hyuk just like, stops emotionally like progressing Growing. yeah <laughs> so okay our our hero played by jun ho uh jun ho went into heavy jun ho went heavy into method acting for this he dropped seven k's tried to be alone as much as possible and speak infrequently and then um yeah he said quote the role has not been easy for me I've been going through psychological difficulties, he says. So here's something that stunned me. Jun Ho didn't even get a Bexing best new actor for his performance is Yi Gang Du. So why is this an outrage? <laughs> Wait, did he get a nomination? Yeah. Did no, he, get he didn't get a nomination. No, I didn't yeah. know that. That is yeah. an, that I will. I want to fight. How long ago did this drama come out? I, I want to fight. 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know this about the method, but like it tracks 100% because like he was Egong Du. Like he was, th- like I had a heart, like as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, this is like the same. Uh, sorry, I'm forgetting the, what's the name of the drama, his newest drama. That, King the Land. Oh, King, King the Land. Land. I'm like, this is the same guy who parachuted like onto the rooftop mm-hmm. in King the Land and his, you know, in his tailored suit and pretended to be an intern like i i'm stunned like he was so good he inhabited this character like i i if he were to walk up to me right now and be like i'm egong do I, I would believe it and i thought he was absolutely brilliant and i can't believe he was not noticed for this nationally so here's the thing i think this drama you have to just Except that it's Lee Jun Ho's drama, it is, and just watch it that way. Um, I know that there were some people who didn't love the heroine, um, mostly like her performance. Some people I've seen some 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 slight criticism that they found her flat, that she didn't really hold up to Jun Ho. I don't care. Maybe I mean I found her endearing. I thought she did great. I thought she did what she could. I don't think many people can hold up to Lee Jun-ho, especially the way he played this role. I just think you have to go into it knowing, okay, yeah, this is Lee Jun-ho's, this, this is his thing. Like, this is his drama, this is his story, and everyone else is just, like, along for the ride. I mean, 
the lasting impression that this drama has left on me in regards to Ejun Ho, I think I have a problem watching him and other things. Yeah. Because all I want is him to be Gangdu, because that is how much I loved this character. To me, he was like the ultimate boyfriend. Like, I... Okay, so take, like, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Look, I love it. It's a great drama. (laughs) Why why have we been throwing it under the bus, like, so much lately? I know we have. (laughs) But my point is, I don't... Park Sojun's character, I don't... I wouldn't date him. I mean, come on. He would be so irritating. Even same with Business Proposal. No, thank you. I don't want to date either of those guys. I enjoyed the drama, but they're, like, not for me. Gangdu? Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) just one shot. Because I think he is is just perfect and the way he treats her in this drama when he is so damaged like himself and he tries his very best i mean we'll talk the about way it. he you treats got... everybody you the way know he, like, tre- he doesn't uh, even like there's there's a there's a there's a love triangle threat and he isn't even like an a-hole like he's like yeah that's yeah. a good guy <laughs> you yeah. know yeah i mean i just love him to me this character, and I've seen a lot of... This is It's been a while since I've seen Rain or Shine. It, I mean, a while. And he still holds up compared to other dramas, compared to other boyfriends. And I think about him in this drama still continually. Yeah, I think... Um, I think about method acting a little bit because it always feels interesting to me. And I'm like, do I mean, I guess I don't have a strong opinion. I'm not an actor. I would find it highly irritating to be in a relationship or like oh, yeah, oh, be with somebody doing this. <laughs> and I guess I was thinking about it too, because I was reading today about Judd Nelson from the breakfast club. And apparently he went all in on method acting. On the breakfast club. Yeah. Really? So he, yeah. Apparently he went into a school and like posed as a high school student, bought kids beer. He was 24. He bought kids beer saying it was his fake ID like wore the clothes that he wore in the high school oh as like the kid. And then I guess outside of it. Who would look at that dude and think he was in high school? No. <laughs> and then outside of that, I guess he was just a total dick animal to Molly Ringwald. And she oh. could deal. She was kind of like, whatever. Like, according to her, she was like, I let it slide. But he was a total dick to me all the time. Because then, of the role. Because of the role. Yeah. And then um, John Hughes just was like, I can't work. I'll never work with you again. Because he was just a mo- he was just he played himself. He stayed in that bender role all the time. Never broke it. Oh, that's annoying. I mean, I mean, good. For- and I think of like Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, imagine dealing with Daniel Day Lewis. Right. Oh my Day- god. I'd that's like, what came oh. to mind. Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> oh or like or like Johnny Depp. Who? Oh know, god. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like Willy Wonka for years. <laughs> Wait, who was? Um, oh, the the. Gangs in New York, the Daniel Day Lewis character. Yeah. Can you imagine living with that guy? Yeah, just like, <laughs> oh my god, Bill was, the Butcher. Yeah, Bill the Butcher. Thank you. I was like, what was his name? Oh my god, can you imagine? <gasps> or I think of him as Nathaniel in Lost of Last of the Last, Mohicans. I was going to say, isn't Last of the Mohicans coming up? <laughs> yeah, like when he go get when he go get some food and be like, I will find you. <laughs> as he goes to the salad bar. <laughs> I mean, each you know, can you? He would just be. It would rain. He'd just be like, Oh my leg, my leg's acting up. <laughs> no, you just have to like. Hey, you know I what guess? though? You know what though? A la business proposal. He would still give her an umbrella, even if it rained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I couldn't. 
I didn't do enough research to tell if it was true or not. It felt it felt far fetched. I don't know. But I did read that he spent a long time, perhaps up to six months. I just feel like that's weak. I mean, he was a working like uh, he was an idol as well. I just don't think he took like that much time up. But apparently spent a lot of time alone in a room too. just like stayed inside in the dark, like didn't get out alive. I mean, he did live in a hovel. In the, yeah. in the drama. And I understand why Amy is a little like, this was my mystery. I mean, he did live in this tiny hovel. And look, I, I'm not, I, I liked the drama. Like, that's the whole thing. But it was, I was spent no, when I, I was it, done. I, I was emotionally spent. Okay, I, and no one's going to disagree. Let's pivot to who would like this drama or who may want to give it a skip. And what are any comps? I mean, you have to be in the mood for the sads. And like I said, yeah. to be emotionally spent at the end. Like, I, I feel like if you know that going in and you prepare yourself for it, that it, it's okay. Like, at, if you were on our last Patreon live, you know that, like, I was flipping my shit towards the end. That Something that we'll talk about in the spoiler section. That, like, it was so sad and all the survivor's guilt and important stuff. But, like, it was a lot. And then they threw, like, another big freaking wrench into the possibility of happiness like literally in the last second to last episode and i was like i i'm like i can't i can't like i'm done yeah i feel fatigued yeah which i I was i was emotionally fatigued big time so yeah so i mean you know it, it it's a drama that's done so it's all out there so like you could binge it but you won't want to I I think like I watched it like a couple episodes a week. I didn't binge it because it it was a lot to take. Yeah, I binged it. Well, then your heart is made of stronger stuff than mine. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say that if you it's about trauma, for sure, but it's also about healing. And so it's sad. But I would say that ultimately, I would say it's a healing drama. It's about how people heal takes a long time for them to heal though but it's healing i mean the part it's it's a traumatic process and so i mean yeah the whole but the drama itself is about trauma and then healing from trauma and also with healing from trauma i would say that what also resonated for me in the drama is that it wasn't like it's like trauma 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 now i'm healed and happy no it was like trauma and then a little bit of happy then some setbacks right there's bitter it's bitter it's a bittersweet ending like and then it ends yeah with like but i mean it doesn't end tragically i guess no um and the trauma throughout the whole movie isn't a consistent level of trauma like there's trauma with moments of healing and then like a step back or a step forward you know so i think it's like it's the journey you know, I, I've i seen While You Were Sleeping, and I realized I don't talk about that that drama, like, ever. While, but um, I would say that that's probably a good comp. Um, I personally think that Just Between Lovers or Rain or Shine is, like, a classic K-drama in the sense that I think if you are, like, an avid K-drama watcher, it should be, a, it should be on your list. Like, I just think it's one of those dramas. Yeah. I personally think Every avid K drama watcher should see it. I ju- I just there's so much to it. Ejun the 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 oh my god! Like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna stop talking about it. Actually, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Ejun, you have to see this performance. I just it is just, an amazing. That's what I think. It is. I, I truly believe it. It should be talked about along with Goblin, along with all the like the classics. So some of the comps I'm gonna give for it are 
Move to Heaven, I think, is a bit of a call. That is a good I one. I feel like it deals with different traumas and has, like, some overall healing. It's not It's not a neat comp. I don't have, like, a neat comp. And the other comp, I think, is surprising because this movie is not high action. But I'm going to say Healer is a good comp. I was... You beat me to it. And I'm really glad. But I would say Healer, too. I would actually With the hero. Healers. I feel like the hero yep. is a very good comp. Yep. I agree. Jun I think I think that's why I... I liked I liked this drama so much. You love I think a, it gave you me love a working class blue collar damaged man damaged hero. who's damaged but is like good to the bone. You, you give you that and and, and you're yeah. like a social outcast, but you will go all in on the woman you love. Yeah, you nailed it. That is exactly my hero. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's why this worked for me. And I, that, that's another thing too. Like this just this just had so many elements of what works for me. There was like kind of like enough. There's like some, there was an action, but there was like things that happened that was like enough to get like my blood pumping a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, remember there was that whole like the rain and they're in the the mud pit and there's there. We'll and get to I, the spoiler section oh. in a little bit. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Talk about your favorite like scenes holding, in the favorite scene part. It's like yeah. holding the wall. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, would you watch another drama by this writer? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't, it's hard, like, it's hard to tell because there's not much to their list. You know what I mean? Um, But it looks like what is on their list so far is very similar in tone. And so I'm going to say right now, probably not. Um, (laughs) You're like, I need a break. (laughs) I do. I do. So I'm not, I don't. That's fair. Like, here's the thing. I liked this drama. I'm glad that I watched it. I would not have sought it out for myself. And so I'm glad that I watched it. But does it make me want to watch more like it? Not right now. Mm-hmm. That That is totally fair. I mean, and for me, I looked at what else they had and there was nothing else that really grabbed me. But I would feel like it wasn't like I watched this and was like, oh, you're definitely on like my dead to me. Like, I mean, I, I thought no. it was a well-written drama. Yeah, we'll talk about me. the th- there's a quibble I have with the drama. But you know what? I'm writing a book again now, and I'm in that, like, benevolent empathy for everyone where I'm like, it's so fucking hard to write something with, God, like, no is. problems. Really and, then we all, and then we all sit here and just, like, pick it apart, and we're like, oh, you made this choice or that choice or whatever, whatever. So I'm also just like, okay, we'll talk about the quibble I have. It's not a huge quibble, but there we it will be discussed. But that will be for the spoiler section. First, we're going to do our favorite part of every episode, which is our K-pop wreck of the week. I am so excited because I have had this on like the back burner to recommend uh, for like weeks. And now I finally get to recommend it. So the song is called Maniac and it is by Viviz. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce that, but it's (laughs) V-I-V-I-Z. I I love that we've been talking about like the wildness that's k-pop names more and oh more. <laughs> wildness and the and the song names that have like parentheses and hyphens and what yeah anyway i love this group it's actually three members of the former group g friend which was a really popular group that disbanded and then three members started this new group and this song called maniac is so great and the choreo this is the thing the choreography I cannot stop watching. I'm addicted to it. So, you know, like, K-pop groups always do, like, the dance challenges Mm -hmm. or whatever, where they take, like, part of the choreography and then they make all the other K-pop groups dance with them. But there is a certain dance part in this song that is so addicting to watch. And they're making 
all, especially like male K-pop members, to watch them do this like booty shake that like they have to do, or it's like a booty swivel. I don't know. It's great. And fun fact: the choreographer who did this uh, has choreographed for Beyonce. Mm. So her like credentials are great. She really has these women dancing like women, and they look hot. You can tell they feel good. Like you can tell they feel hot. They're like this. This is hot. Look at me. Look at my butt. And I love it. So, and I and I overall I just love the song. It's been a total earworm. So I highly recommend it. It's called Maniac by Viviz. V i v i z. All right. Thank you very much. Viviz very much. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting AfternoonAdelight.com. That's www.AfternoonAdelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our k-pop recs blow up your skin with k merch recs find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback and hey while you're at it why don't you pop over to spotify or apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review it really helps with our discoverability So here we are in the spoiler section. If you would like to jump off this train now and go and decide to watch it and then come back, we'll see then. If not, here we are. So Bound by Tragedy, Healed Through Love. What is one thing you enjoyed about this drama and one thing you did not? So I love that the drama showed how the tragedy affected not just those who either survived the small collapse or lost loved ones, but it showed how it affected sort of everyone on the periphery, like even our second leads, who I think were very well-drawn characters. Um, and I, so I, I liked that a lot. I liked that it was, I mean, like, this was a big ensemble cast. Was it June Ho's drama? Absolutely. But I think we got a lot from everybody who was involved and I really liked that that everybody's like sort of role had a purpose um what did I not like I did not like um you know I I told you I I had enough sads and so I did not like Igangdu surviving the collapse only to possibly be dying of liver failure up until the last nine minutes of the drama (laughs) like I did not have that in me to wait, to wait until like 50 minutes into the final episode to find out whether or not his liver was saved by Yik Jun from Hospital Playlist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't like that either. No. Who who does like that? Like, who's who's like, yeah, you know, I love that they 
the hero almost died of liver failure. Like, if you really love that, let us know. Because I, I mean, I mean, good for you. Because even I'm, even his even Gangdu was like. Like enough already. Like have yeah, I have we like through enough? Gondu's like, is this really what the script says? <laughs> 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 like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, but I love the romance. Like that, I'm I I, I adored the freaking. I know the drama was about Survivor's Guild. I know it had a deeper meaning, but the lasting impression that I have always had on this drama is that I really truly love the romance. It was these two people who like could understand each other in a way that no one else could. They really, to me, I felt when the drama was done, I was like, they're going to live happily ever after. Like I fully bought into the, the romance and Lee Jun Ho. Like I, and you know, I, and I'm sorry to be shallow, but I love that we got a bed scene. I love that they got their hotel moment even though he was possibly dying. <laughs> I love that she initiated it. Yeah, she's like, we're fucking. She's like, there's one of, there's one of those places. Let's go check yeah, it out. She's like, He's like, pearl clutching. It was so yeah, cute. She's like, we're going to Bone Town. Let's go. And I loved it. I just loved it. Um, yeah, I think I like the introspective vibes <laughs> of it. <laughs> Leah's like, I like the... De- um, I did. I thought it was like the introspection I felt like was good. I felt like it was well written. And like, look, it wasn't like we just talked about. This is a a drama about a giant tragedy that happened. Like, even though it's not like an autobiography, it's paralleling an actual tragedy that happened in the middle of the city that they're filming it in, in a city that they all live and work in too. It wasn't even like you had the distance of like going to a shoot. Like it's like in the town that like is the hub of their entire country. Right. And so I felt like it honored that and did a good job. Um, I felt like maybe there were time. Mm, look, what did I, I mean, look, I think that, what I didn't like about it, it's not the drama's fault, but like Amy said, I did just watch through it. I wouldn't do a little bit at a time because I felt like in some ways, once I was in, I just was like, I'm deciding to watch this and I think it's well done, but am I always enjoying? No. Right. Like, it wasn't like I would sit back and be like, boy, I'm just super relaxed and can't like, I'd finish one and be like, okay, like let's yeah. do the next one. Yeah, and I felt point. like yeah. that isn't a reflection on the drama being bad. It's a reflection on the fact I'm a human being. Right. And like, yeah, it's difficult to watch trauma. And so I guess, would I rewatch it? No. I'm glad I experienced it, but I can see that I would not like be like, yeah, I'm going to go back and get hit in the feels with this all over. I I would not. I also understand why someone would. It's just for me, there were parts that just felt too rough like her and we'll get into some of that like her losing her sister i mean just like the family's brokenness that just like felt like for me it would just be too hard to just go back and watch again and again but i am glad i did it once and i really went all in when i watched it yeah i mean i the thing is i and i I also really loved ejun i love the i love kongju's arc like i really thought the character growth for that character was very well written he still wasn't like emotionally fixed at the end i guess his liver was fixed but he wasn't like emotionally fixed. <laughs> we're sorry but, you don't match for any donors i'm sorry i'm sorry liver failure is not funny it's just the, like it's not 
It is not a laughing matter. It's just, but it leave it leave it in hospital playlist, please. Just leave it there. (laughs) All that this character went through in his life, and then they're like, "Oh, let's give him liver failure." By the way, just a lot. By the way, if you would have taken care of this ten years ago, you'd be okay. But you didn't. That too. That too. But and then you took med- I, then you took pain med- medicine, which further fucked up your litter, li- your litter, right. your liver. Like it was so much. Right. I just, but I, but I still just, I, I loved, uh, I love the character growth for him, um, and all he had to overcome. And I don't know, man. I just, but I, but I don't disagree. I mean, there was definitely some lightness to it, which I would say. I remember when I watched, I was actually surprised because I actually did think it was going to be like in the doldrums and i do think there was some lightness there was some humor i think the romance helped a lot with that um but uh i mean i can't disagree that it was a rough watch sometimes a lot of the time all the time and that's okay i feel like when you experience art like it becomes like what's the intent that you're experiencing like if you're experiencing dramas because you always want lightness and escapism then that's totally fine and a very valid reason to want to watch something. But I feel like that's not what was on offer for the story. No. Right. And I don't know. I think when I watched this, I was in the mood for it. I will tell you, I watched this very fast. And I was, I I think I probably liked it the most out of the three of us, which is Mm -hmm. weird. Mm, I don't think it's that weird because I feel like Jun Ho became your everything. I think that's it. (laughs) I think I do. I truly believe he was because yeah he was like healer for me so he mm-hmm. became everything for me the drama hinged on him for me and in a way that like say my mister couldn't do yeah no offense at you so but i just I, couldn't yeah i took this i'm just wondering if we could take it to the patreon because yeah, sure. i i put in the patreon and just said you know any questions for the hosts since we're doing this also any unburdenings to share so um Okay, so here's one thing that comes up time and time again. And I'm just going to call out one comment, but it echoes, I think, a bigger conversation that I just want to touch on, which is about um, the actor, the the heroine, Won Jin So, okay. One of the comments is, is this a controversial view or not? Their kiss seems seem to be Jun Ho 100% into it. And Jin 50%. In fact, I probably couldn't enjoy it because of this. Uh, I didn't feel that way, but I then either. I do think Junho just is the type that just like takes over the kiss. Like he he led the kiss. He was like the lead dancer. You know, he was like, "I'm taking control. Like this is the way our heads are gonna move. This is where my tongue's gonna be, and you're just gonna take it." And she's like, "Yeah, sure, because I will because you're Lee Junho." I also feel like because he he is this drama right and and whether or not he's your everything he's your everything while you're watching this drama and so i feel like during the kisses i was just paying attention to him anyway Same. i feel bad so i'm Her- sorry i'm sorry I like i know Unsu, but like i just wasn't really paying attention yeah like wan Jin- janelle like we love you and i i, I, I liked her do i did like her i did like I her i liked but- her i could see why he why he felt like to me everything about it was believable i thought she was really cute um but i just i i, I he just takes over yeah to me he took over he's damaged and broken and i was attracted to him so that weighed a lot yeah, same. <laughs> um, for yeah, Frigo, i mean but yeah. for her i feel like you know people are saying oh like 
because another like so a lot of the questions come down to like was her portrayal flat i personally feel like she played it as was written which yeah. is yeah the character that was the character like it wasn't like the constantly quippy witty you know no, i mean this she is was somebody- buttoned up and like trying to just maintain the status quo and it was meeting him that opened her up and let, yeah, her, and let her release a lot of what she'd been holding on yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, that was that was her character arc. Her character arc was that she was very closed off. Um, she, you know, was almost every day mourning her sister inside and and feeling guilt. And yeah, like, I don't, I I, I agree. I, th- I think I agree. She was as written. Yeah, and I, I, I just, I to me, I'm surprised at how much negative feedback i've heard about her portrayal in the role i did not feel that at all i was really happy with her portrayal the entire time and thought she did a great job i'm not i guess i guess i just think she was playing off of him and i thought she played off of him great yeah yeah i didn't i i didn't she wasn't my favorite heroine of all time but i don't feel like that means that she didn't do a good job it was right. just how how the character was. I mean, right. I don't know. I'm like she, these are broken. She did her job. People. She did her yeah. job. No, she she wasn't a Chwe a Ra. Like that's yeah. what, that wasn't. But who she wasn't she supposed is. to be. And she wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm so maybe. I mean, I guess you can say maybe you didn't like her character, and that's fine. I I personally thought that they matched each other well. Like I Same. I don't. All right. So here's another one. This one I just want to read because here's somebody who is in their feelings. I love Rain or Shine with all that I am, and reading comments from others who love it too makes me so happy. Honestly, I'm a little nervous about the upcoming pod because this is one of those dramas that it hurts to hear criticized in any way. Oh, I know. And we know how that feels. So as a preemptive shield, to me, Rain or Shine is just about perfect. A beautiful combination of nuanced writing from someone who deeply understands emotional trauma, an unusual setting for among a found family of working class people and others on the edges of society. Mm-hmm. Thoughtful and gorgeous cinematography and OST and OST. Oh, the OST is, is everything. It's great. It is. Fantastic performances, enormous, enormously sympathetic characters who get to discover in varying degrees how much they are loved and that their true worth is so much greater than the false beliefs that they hold about himself. Aww, There's one thing that they that. say next, which I will quibble on. Okay. But... So they say points off for Jun Ho's hair. Him in the watch cap heading out to sea was a revelation of handsomeness. I think points off for Jun Ho's hair. That hair was my entire, like, I give an extra star for the drama because of that hair. So (laughs) So at the beginning, can I just say at the beginning, I hated it. And then by the end, I was like, those orange curls ruffling in the breeze. I was I was I'm in from obsessed. the beginning. I, the minute I caught those orange curly cues, I was, ah, oh, I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, I'm loving everything you're saying. The record just scratched. That yeah. hair was, that hair was its own character. And I was, I wanted to like nestle in it like a woodland animal. You know what also was its own character? Was the coat he had with the fur trim oh, on the hood. I loved it. When, I loved his clothes. When the wind would ruffle his hair and that fur. I could have watched that alone for six hours. Yeah, see, for me, the hair grew on me because in the beginning, I, I, in the beginning, I didn't love it, but then me too. It was, yeah. it was, it was gong do. Like that was gong do. So me too. I, I was there for it, and yeah, I just I want to give like just another hell yeah to the OST because I think that that's really what hooked me was 
the music and the cinematography along, you know, along with everything else. And there's, I mean, this one song, um, it's called Where We by Kim Kyung Hee and Ryu Ji Hyun. Like, just look up Where We, W-H-E-R-E, We. Like, you'll know it as soon as you hear it. That, it's one of those things that, like, triggers my emotions just, like, round and round from Goblin. Like, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, I'm in it. And they played it at all the right times. It was really good. Oh, I, I, you know, I have to, that comment made me once again remember how much I love this drama. Like, I, 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 I agree. It was emotionally taxing, obviously, but we talked about that's what it was supposed to be. Um, but I, oh my God. See, it's, I, I, before this drama, or I'm sorry, before this podcast tonight, I did go and like watch a few scenes on uh, YouTube just to kind of like get in the mood. And I almost got like sucked back in to fucking Gangdu. Like it just, I almost got a whole brought back in again. I'd like pull myself back. Like I'm like I can't do this right now. <laughs> I ho- get sucked in. And, and I hope that we're we're doing this listener like that we're doing them justice as far as how we're talking about the drama because I do hope it. Yeah. I don't want it to you know with me joking about you know it being morose and, and calling myself Eeyore. But we're being like. You're being accurate, though. And there's plenty. Of, yeah. Trust me. There are plenty of reviews out there. Like, this is not a drama that has a unified. I mean, no drama is unified. But I have even seen, and I cannot believe it. I have even seen and, like, reading around, like, thoughts on this drama. Not from the Patreon, but from, like, fan folks out in the world. People say that Jun Ho's performance was flat. No. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I, I, will, I know. I, I was like, throw down for Yeah, Jun this Ho. is a hill I will die on. <laughs> I There are hills I've said I will not die on. I will die on Kongdu Hill. Like, fight me. Yeah. No. He's yeah. incredible. And again, he, it, it's that, it's, uh, you know how Healer kind of fucked me up for Ji Chong Hook? Mm-hmm. That's, this fucked me up for Yi Jun Ho. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't, I didn't love King the Land. King the Land was fine. There were times I liked it a lot. There were times I was like mad, but overall, he was hot the whole time. I liked him the whole time. I liked him. I mean, this, this, I loved him. And now I feel like I need to see Red Sleeve because I think that that will be really like, I'm just curious where I fall out in the Red Sleeve conversation. And I'll take that one for the podcast because I know that's neither of yours. I don't think I'm going to do that one. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's one I I would like to sing to myself. But here we go. Okay. How about, let's talk about the main couple just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Did you feel like they had good chemistry and compatibility? Like, what did you just think about how the romance worked in general? I did, but like, I mean, like, I, I feel like I've already given away the fact that I was focused more on him in the romance. A- and, and I think what we've already brought up is that, like, no actor was a match for Yijun Ho in this drama. And so I thought that she, I thought she held her own. I did with him. And I, I thought, it, I thought they were well matched. I liked them. I didn't think she was a water bottle character. No. We haven't talked about water no. bottles in a while. So water bottle being like kind of empty and vapid so that anyone can put themselves into the role. I don't feel like she was that. No. No. She act- she had a character. She had agency. She had mm-hmm. an agency. She had an arc. Um, look, I, already, I mean, I already said I, I, I loved the romance. I thought it was believable. Um, I thought so. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I'll be straight up. I, I was focused on Lee Jun Ho. So I just wanted what was the best for him. <laughs> And so it's so bad. This this ter- I, the feminist 
left my body watching this drama. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there was no feminism in my body watching this drama. <laughs> um, but I, so I was just like, who is going to treat him well? Because <laughs> I just need the heroine to treat him well. And she did. She did. She did. Oh my gosh. She, and like, and that's what I, I, I thought she, she, and she like threw down for him. Even when he tried to push her away. She's like, I'm just going to keep coming. Yeah, and she, and she she threw down for him. She stood up for him, uh, and I loved that about her. So I, you know, I thought she was fantastic when she realized who he was. Heartbreaking, <sighs> and I thought she played that great. Yeah, same. I was bawling. So yeah, I'm a little sad she got um, some backlash because I thought she was great. Yeah i I like them. I like their chemistry. I'm always going to be in for. Here's this is one time that I loved. I don't always love we were we knew each other as children and reconnected, but because of like the nuance, like it fit the story so well. Oh, and I yeah. felt like the shared trauma worked so well in a way. <laughs> if I may just shit on Secretary Kim for a moment, poor <laughs> <laughs> Secretary Kim <laughs> felt, felt forced and unnatural. And again, I'm saying this from yeah. a position of like. I would oh, for sure. Could I have written the secretary of Kim? Oh, of course. Like, yeah, that could have been a story I made. So I, I understand why it happened. It just didn't fit and feel like great to me. Whereas this was like, it was really powerful. And I don't hate amnesia as a rule, but I don't love it either. It's not like I'm like, oh boy, we get some amnesia. But in this, I was willing to accept that like, look, so much shit happened. Right. The fact that she was blocked out from like what happened when she oh, was Oh, it wasn't like she didn't know she was there. Like, yeah, she, yeah. you know, she, she just knew she was the there. And I fully, that's fully believable to me that you would block out trauma like that. Like I, and I, I mean, I know it's a thing. It happens to people and it, it yeah, she knew she was there. She just blocked out what happened I'm, while she was I'm there. laughing because it's making me think of other, like her private life, like stuff. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it wasn't her private life level amnesia. No, no, like places where I'm like, no, you don't forget. I'm yeah. not going to spoil it, but like you don't forget that part you don't forget of your life. Your family member. No. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Uh, let's just move on. I can't deal. Okay. Can't what is that? What's a scene that sticks with you? Oh, okay. So this is like, yeah, this was so powerful for me. So there is, and it was so heartbreaking. But I loved it because it it was the scene that shows you, like, not everybody can have, like, the ultimate happily ever after, but look at how far they've come. And so there is a what if scene towards the end where we get to see what everybody's life might have looked like had them all not collapsed. And I know. So... So it's a, a fictional future of what everyone might have been doing had them all not collapsed. Gongdu, of course, is a professional footballer. And everyone, like Moonsu at her big important jo- job, Juwan and Eugene at theirs, and they are, of course, still together. And everybody who's anybody is watching this game where he, you know, scores the final goal and he's <sighs> like beaming and his team is all over him, you know, for winning. And. You know, because he was going to be, you know, he wanted to be a, a professional soccer player and his leg got, you know, I mean, mm. impaled by rebar. Um, it, I mean, that scene broke me 
Mm-hmm. Yet I loved it because I love this imagining of, okay, so this is not the life we got. And, you know, it, it takes it takes his almost liver failure for him to be like, I'm going to live now. Like I had mm-hmm. like he realized he hadn't been living for all these years and now he's going right. to live, even though it's not the life that he imagined for himself. Ugh. And that scene, just one of the most powerful scenes I think I've ever seen in a K-drama. I whimpered. I was whimpering. Mm-hmm. Watching him, like, run down the field in slow motion. Ugh, I was bawling. Whim- yeah, like, like I, I I, whimpered like I had a rebar in my, <laughs> in my oh, leg. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's, I'm so- <laughs> rebar through the leg is not a laughing matter. I know, I why i don't know why i said that i'm so sorry but i i was definitely like full-on bawling yeah. whimpering going like sometimes like when k-dramas really make me cry i'm like oh god like that, <laughs> that was i mean it was it was i think what was so beautiful about it is we got to see what all these people would look like truly happy right right and, and hopefully that they will find another path to that right moving forward um, so I'm going to say two scenes. Um, so the one scene is when uh, Gangdu is, uh, so he's walking the, the grounds of where the mall collapse was at night, because that's, he, he's like on the construction crew, essentially, um, to rebuild there. And it's raining, and he's like convinced mm-hmm. that like, someone is buried there. He like he's the, essentially he having... The, mm. Yeah, he's a, well, yeah, he sees something, but he's also having like a PTSD flashback yeah. and he's like convinced that there's still someone buried there, which there are people buried there, but he thinks it's someone like alive. And he starts like scrabbling through the mud and he's like out of his mind. It's raining. Uh, and she finds him. Mm-hmm. And then he, then like the, the rain is coming down so hard that the, the whole wall is going to like collapse and he's essentially like holding it. To keep it from collapsing. And he's like out of his mind, you know, and just the entire scene, like that's survivor guilt. Like that, that entire scene showed me survivor guilt that he was like, oh my God, someone's still there. I have to get them out. And, um, you know, his like leg hurt. He was like ignoring the fact that he was in pain. Um, cause I don't think he wanted to like, um, I guess he thought like his pain was obviously less than the people who had died. And I love that. I, I It was a very hard scene to watch, yeah. but that was the scene where I felt like we really got a glimpse as to like what was going on inside um, Kong Du's head. And then the other scene, this might be stupid, but um, I love this scene. It's just, this is a scene that has stuck with me. I think I remember posting about it on Instagram. Ejin Ho is just like the perfect, like, he's like that guy where he wants to take care of you, but he's like really gruff about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember he's sitting with her, uh, with Min, uh, Minsu. Moonsu. Moonsu. He's sitting, uh, with Moonsu and they're like eating lunch. And he like wants to show he cares, but <laughs> he like is socially stunted. And so he takes, he like stands up. And he takes the, the the cap off the water and kind of like 
tosses it. He like opens up her water for her, tosses the cap, puts the water down, and it's like eat slowly, and then walks away. And I just <laughs> to this day, I cannot get over that scene. I just can't get over the way he's like eat slowly and like well, oh my god, like eat you and how you killed me. Okay, so we haven't talked uh, much about grandma, but grandma oh, has one of my most favorite lines in all K drama. <sighs> And so I had to look it up because I want to get it exactly right. So there is a scene kind of in like the front half of the drama when um, Kong Du is talking to grandma and saying that like he really envies Moon Su for not being able to remember the accident. Mm -hmm. And grandma says this and it killed me. She says, how do you know she's comfortable? Just because the sound of your cry is louder, it doesn't mean your pain is greater. And I feel as if that right there just gets to the sense of the fact that folks carry their pain in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And whoever is the loudest, they may be in the most pain, but they may not be. And so I just think that that really sums up a lot of what happens with like the, I think it really honors the people who carry their pain more quietly, more buttoned down, who fall apart in the shower, who do it privately and i just thought it was just like a really beautiful little homage to to that to the way that we all hurt differently and we all that's that's just human i love that i love that and that also really describes moon Su's character well yeah. because that mm-hmm. is the way she is and so you're not going to see her like outwardly break down and she doesn't more towards like the end of the drama she just doesn't want people to see her cry and i think part of it is she I think she feels like she needs to be everything for the sister that yeah. was killed. And so she doesn't want to be a burden to like anyone because she's now she feels like she needs to fill two roles. She needs to be extra good. Mm-hmm. She needs to be extra successful. That is how she's like that. That That's how her grief is like manifested. And she's also taken on the role of parent with her mother. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, true. You know, like she is the caretaker in that relationship. Yeah. She has to be the the both daughter's. To her mother and the mother to her mother. Yep. I know. And Ugh. the wife to her father, yep. essentially. Not in like a gross way, no. but like, yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah. In an emotional support way. Yeah. And so I feel like she doesn't have time to break down. Mm. She like can't let herself go. And so that is the, that's the way her character is. And I, but then I feel like Lee Jun Ho, or I'm sorry, Kong Du is the character that shows her that. She can have those moments. Well, he gives her the space eventually when he is able to, within his own trauma, recognize right. and through grandma's help and coaching, make mm-hmm. space for her sadness and drama. Like she, she be, he becomes the non-judgmental space for her to yeah. like be a full human. Yeah, I just, I, that's why I felt like they were just a really complementary characters mm. with each other. And that I think that's, and, and it was a quieter romance, too. And I'm always like, what do you want, people? Like, this is, like, what more did you, like, what did we need? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, yeah. And these were characters who had been through severe trauma. Like, so, um, yeah, I just, I just thought her character was believable in the way that she reacted to things. And then I loved the quiet way that they were able to be there for each other. And that, she, yeah, and, that, like, at the end where she just refuse to like let him be alone she's like mm-hmm. you're not gonna suffer alone anymore especially because he did in mm-hmm. that like collapsed mall he was there alone and with she a dead was body with a dead body yeah. and she was basically like i'm not gonna let that i'm not gonna let you go through that again i'm gonna be there for with you. a dead body that was her first love <laughs> yeah yeah that was a crazy yeah that whole thing was like kind of a crazy twist but 
yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I love the story. Um, and I, it, you know, like I've said before, is that sometimes I have to like be removed from dramas almost to see if they, where they fall into mm-hmm. like my list. Um, and again, Rain or Shine is a drama that continually comes up for me, comes mm-hmm. up in my mind. I think about Lee Jun Ho's role. I think about the wonderful story. I would I watch it again? I I mean I don't know because it was a hard watch. It's a hard watch. It's not like a comfort watch, but there could be some right. comfort scenes. Like I mm-hmm. like I truly right. adored when Grandma died and she would not let him mourn alone. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, when she's when he's <gasps> sleeping in Grandma's bed when he's in her bed. Oh my god, I forgot about that scene. Stop! That scene was so good. It was so she was good. Like, and she, oh, she's she's like, like he's like leave, leave, and she's like I'm not. She's like I'm yeah, not. She's like I won't. So how can you how can you dislike her? I know. I know. Like she was there for him. I know. She wouldn't let him be alone. She knew what she knew what Homoni meant to him. And then like, and then finally when he's like, if you don't go now, I'm never gonna let go of you. <gasps> stop, <laughs> stop. Stop. It was so good. It was. I so mean, that's good. really she, romantic and lovely. I just don't is. get when people are like, oh, I didn't feel the connection, and oh, she I was felt flat. It. I'm like, I, I just don't it. get it. I do not get it. Um. And just minor, but I know this is a scene that gets like kind of gift a lot, but it's where they're standing at the bus stop. She doesn't have a coat. Mm, she won't it. take his coat. And so he wraps his coat yeah, around her. Classic. And I know that the best back like hug. These, it's the best back hug because it's, it's in like, his coat. It's like the little things in this drama that all add up. Just these like little moments that that and I think that's why, like, as much as I loved Healer, like, no, I don't need, like, a parkour errand boy to, like, save my life. Like, you, you know, I don't salt to the earth. <laughs> I don't need him to, like, I don't need a man who's gonna, like, I don't know, kick a shelf down and help me escape from gangsters. Like, I don't need that. Spider-Man what in I... the corner of your bedroom on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. What I need is, or what I, I guess, like... Like more of my fantasy is like a back hub with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the little things. Like okay, I'm just gonna say this real quick. I was saying today that I uh my key fob for my car it like said it was it was a low battery. And I was like, huh. And so I went into like my husband, Neil, and I was like, so my key fob like it's saying it has a low battery. Like, like, do I take that to the dealership? And Neil was like, <laughs> and Neil was like, for God's sakes, no, I will replace the battery. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I just didn't know that's never happened to me before. He's like, what? I was like, well, I've just never had a low battery in any of my key fobs. He's like, are you fucking serious? He's like, you've never had a low battery because I replaced them for you. And I was like, no way! <laughs> the entire time we've been married, I just thought it was really lucky to have like long battery life forever in my key fobs. And Neil was like, "What is wrong with you?" And like, look, that's what I want. <laughs> like my I life get is simple. Just replace my fucking key fob battery. <laughs> like that is wrong. And don't tell you me. about it. And, and don't, don't tell you. Just do the things. <laughs> And I mean, that, he's not I, a, yeah. I'm like, that's not fine. a martyr. Yeah. He's not a he martyr. He doesn't need the recognition it. for it. He doesn't need the recognition. He's like, I'm just going to replace your Kifa battery because I love you. And like, that is what I need in my life. And you know what? Lee Jun Ho, he'd replace Kifa batteries. So I do not have that in my life. <laughs> my, my, my husband is a martyr and likes me to know all the things he does. 
And he recently chose to not be a martyr and just walk a path that's less martyry. However, he had to announce that this was the path. He okay, so he's, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I will. The so the example I will give is he was like, because I write, I run my card uh, empty and then began. So I have found out that when I hit zero, zero is just a suggestion. Mm, yeah. I mean, zero really means like you got probably like eight more miles. Oh, you're talking about your gas tank? Yeah, my gas tank. Okay. And so we have, and we also have one car. Right. So I use it the most because he works from home. And so, yeah, it's Do you leave it in the driveway with zero? Oh, of course I do. (laughs) And so he, or like one, like one. If it's zero, I try, (laughs) at at zero, at zero, I, I fill it. But I mean, like two, sure. If I'm at two and I'm like almost home, I'm like, fuck, I'm going home. So it's not uncommon for him to get in the car, turn on the car, and it goes, bing, low gas. Mm-hmm. What I want in my life mm-hmm. is for him to just quietly, with joy in his heart, be like, <laughs> off I go to the gas station to <laughs> fill it up. Or right. I just do it myself. Instead, I get to hear about it. And finally, <laughs> at one point, he was like, you know what? I've just decided... That I am no longer going to chastise you or be upset when I get in the car and see that the gas is empty. I'm just going to accept it and I'm going to do it. And I was like, you know, that would be very hot of you to do. Right. Like, right. I'm not asking you to fix it for me because I'm nine times out of ten. I'm the one who fills it anyway. Right. But if you ever happen upon it, if you just like didn't say shit and just filled it up, I would find that hot. I think. Yeah. Then he came back and was like, actually, <laughs> like, well, actually, I feel like it would be hot for you to have the courtesy to fill oh, up no. the gas tank. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm still waiting for my Eugene Ho moment. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Adrian Ho would, he would, he would fill that gas tank. he just tank. fill it up. He would, he would replace key fob batteries. He would unload the dishwasher. He would do... All of that for her, and he wouldn't say a fucking no, word. No, he wouldn't. And and I will I will say the more that we talk about how amazing Ijun Ho is, the more in retrospect that I like this drama. And I didn't dislike it. Like I no. I'm just not I'm not far enough removed from it yet. Like, you just need to separate from some just, of the sads. It's the drama I just finished, you know. So I'm yeah. not far enough removed. But like the more we talk about him, I'm like he is one of the best K drama heroes to ever K drama hero. Yeah, yeah, and I fully believe. Three months from now, you're going to forget the sads and the lasting impression. I mean, I could be wrong, but this is my prediction. I'm not going to forget lasting the impression. hour liver failure. Yeah, because I actually kind of blocked that out. <laughs> okay, so I... let's let's talk about, let's just get to that because it's something everyone okay. talks about. No, but there is no one I have, there's no one in the Patreon. There's just no one that I've seen that was like, oh, that was a good choice. <laughs> right. I don't think anyone <laughs> wanted that. No one I think wanted that. I could have handled the liver failure earlier. I felt like putting it where they did. And then, like Amy said, not letting us have a resolution until the very, very end. Like, I needed, for the amount of sad, give I us needed, some, Give us, like, a good 30 minutes of happy. I needed, like, yeah, yeah 30 minutes of, ha- like, an increasingly ratchet of happy. Yes. I wanted to process the liver almost dying way or like I would have liked to have done that in like maybe like the not the halfway mark, but like 
not long after the halfway mark. Like, I as soon as Granny dies, he starts getting, like, he's, the nosebleeds are coming. And I'm like, don't even tell me that he's fucking dying now. I know. You were so mad I was us, so and mad. I was like, I was like, oh, I will you were like, burn down I know. I would not recommend a romance. It wouldn't be a romance. I would not recommend a love. I would not recommend a drama if it has the leads die at the end without a heads up. I would just not <laughs> Thank do you. that to someone. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, don't do that to me. If they, like, don't, don't, if if someone dies, like, actually dies. Yeah. And no one tells me, and you're like, I think people know us by now. They wouldn't do that to us. Mm, don't, I, don't, I, I, I do not want to, if you ever give <laughs> me a bait and switch where the hero or heroine dies at the end, I'm going to. I can handle somebody dying at the end. I just want to know going into it. Right. I don't need to know all the details. Right, like but uncontrollably like- fond. Like I knew from episode one that this is going to. I also want to know if there's if if the ending of a romance is slightly controversial. I just want to know that you don't even have to tell me that the HEA is the controversial part. Just be like something about this drama has a controversial ending. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, that is all I kind of need to know. If there's kind of like a happy for now or. It's questionable as long as you kind of give me like a slight heads up, like, hey, something about this ending might be like, eh. and then I, I feel like then I can brace myself. It's like, that's why we read romance is because we don't have to brace ourselves. I can handle a non-romance, but let me brace myself. I don't want to raw dog a drama and get to the end and find right. out that there's like right. an STD. I want the, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know Give me a heads up that chlamydia yeah. is coming. Like, <laughs> let me let me consent into the crabs. Let me consent <laughs> to syphilis, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, but I yeah, don't want to just it. stick it in and then go surprise, surprise. Yeah, I mean, give me gonorrhea from the get go. <laughs> I would say for most dramas, though, I. Like, again, I don't, it's not like I watch all K-dramas thinking it's a romance novel. I usually do try to brace myself. But if it, if the, if you're giving me like a really heavy romance and the romance is the absolute focus of the drama, yes. and you don't give me a slight heads up on the ending. Unless it's fantasy. Like, if there's a fantasy or like magical elements, like I will say, because like, that's the thing, because you know that when there's stuff like that, that. A person can True. come back and most likely will come. Because like in fantasy. Then, I, then give me the, give me, oh, there's just a little something, something. But like. Yeah. And I mean, not everyone's like that. Some people are going to be like, I do want a raw dog. I'm just going to like swing my dick and see where it hits. <laughs> like I, I would not, I, I would not have wanted to know how Alchemy of Souls ended. I would not have wanted to know how Fairy and Devil. Like, I'm glad I didn't know. <sighs> In those. I because I I have the hope when it's fantasy I have the hope because yeah. anybody can come back when there's magic involved. Yeah, I I just like a nug. I like a little nug. If I'm going into like total right. death, I want a nug. I want some prep. Yeah, if I went into final death, I want a prep. But you know, again, K dramas like I, uh, especially with historicals. I mean, I feel like I'm I brace myself with those. Because people can die in a lot of ways. <laughs> Indeed, they can. All right. Okay. Well, I think yeah. <laughs> I think we've we did it. We hit it. We hit all the yeah. Spots. Does anyone? I mean, because I, I feel like we kind of kept. Oh yeah, kept we, going. You know what? We didn't talk about our second lead really quick. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. so won the character smash or pass? Honestly, pass. I wasn't into him. 
the entire time. So I, I'm sorry. I'm going Smash because oh, we've too. got an me over too. 40 character who oh. is like God, he was so lanky. I oh. mean, you oh. can climb that. You can climb that tree. But here's the no. here's the thing. He's the kind of tall that stands out no matter where he is. Like that is like it is it is yeah. a a really yeah. How tall is he? I'm a big tall. Um, but I thought he was beautiful. I thought that he played his part well, and I would, uh, I would volunteer his tribute to climb that tree. Yeah, I think he, so he was also, um, a character in, uh, my liberation notes. And I liked him in that too. He, he played a similar role in somebody who's just kind of like long suffering. And okay, he's six four. Yeah. I mean, look, I, look, I like all height. We Same. know this. I, I was a little too tall. A five four to me, fine. Six five. I mean, I've been from. Well, Megan, I've you, been, would I've been, you would need a step. You would need a ladder for that. Look, I'm just saying, if you're six four, I want you to be at least three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I at least need you to be like uh, what's Tormund from Game of Thrones. If you're like six four, to, if you're like six four, two hundred pounds, that's not working. Yeah, for me. I mean, I dated my first serious boyfriend was six five and probably like. 170. Oh my god, No, no, I would break him over my knee like Bane does to Batman. No. I'm just saying, I don't really care. I am height agnostic. I will go from tall and skinny noodles to like short, compact kings. I don't really care. I think there's just something about his like ability, because he did it in my Liberation Notes too, to just kind of like endure nobly. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he I does. And tally. <laughs> very tall. Very tall. Very tall. Yeah, she look. is like teeny tiny. See, like, I loved how tiny she but was. But I'm saying like compared I to him, it. compared yeah. to him, like that, there was a vast difference. She was like, she was like a little pocket heroine. And yeah, I she was. Like, I, I thought, thought she was a little so Tamaguchi. I, lo- I just, I thought she was. Yeah, she was adorable. She was. But I'm saying that their height difference, there was big, and the big sec- disparity there. The second female mm-hmm. lead, why do they always, I mean, she look, the thing is, she just always has, she has an amazing resting bitch face. She does. Yeah. She's and beautiful, And that's why she too. gets cast. Yeah, she's and beautiful, And she gets too. cast. Because startup, resting bitch face. I know. Moon lovers, incestuous resting bitch face. She's just always... I know. I feel bad. She's like so typecast now. I know she's beautiful, but she's just got the RBS. Like someone cast her as like someone super nice and sweet. Like, please, let's just go. I against have type seen her, her in something. Give me a second to look it up because I saw her in something where she was not bad. Okay. I mean, she was, was like, a little. Yeah, it gets yeah. hard because like it's like, come on, dude. God, see, I'm looking at pictures of him with that curly hair, and I'm into it. I'm sorry. You know what he so he got he got a Beck saying for the red sleeve. Well, it was long overdue. Um, yeah, no, I feel I've like never seen her in anything other than startup. Um, when they handed no, him I, the award, I hope they were like, "This is also for, no." <laughs> I just she she's a great character in um my one of my top dramas for no great reason except for the heart <laughs> likes what it likes, which is Moon Lovers. But like I said, she's the incestuous sister brother fucking villain <laughs> this poor woman <laughs> my god she's gorgeous though she is i know <laughs> and i actually did like her character in this i did yeah i mean she she wasn't a bad she wasn't bad in it no. and i mean there was like a tinge of 
like not incest, but like uh, like, I mean, there's you know, right? His his mom is married to her dad. Yeah, the parents got together. Keep it in the family. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, smash, (laughs) smash. Oh, smash. Pass. Yeah. Red. Follow me like a redwood. A hundred and seventy-five pound noodle of a redwood. <laughs> oh my gosh, that wasn't when I was in my. I had just seen the movie Shine that dates. So I mean, it was the nineties. Shit, and um, the guy who plays like the young Jeffrey Rush, uh, Noah Taylor, uh, notable nerdy English or Australian performer, has been in many movies. Anyway, the guy looked mm. like the guy from. Sh- it looked like young. Young Jeffrey Rush from Shine, the long hair, the mm. big glasses. Okay. It was just a, it was a vibe for me. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. All right. Well, on that note, yeah. thank you for the trip down memory lane, uh, mm-hmm. the tinge of trauma there, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think collectively we can say that we we did love this drama. Yeah, we all get behind this drama. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm going on record saying this should be. This should this should be a drama view watched. I think so. I think if you want to be yeah. like, if you want to consider like getting on like the wagon of like, yeah, dramas that just like not to miss if you're a K drama fan. This this is on it. That's what I think. Yep. All right. Well, Anya. Thank you Anya. for listening, everyone. Anya. Come samnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonOfDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!